0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And speaking of traveling the world, we're actually traveling through Central America currently. We're in beautiful San Juan del Sur, which means St. John by the sea here in uh, southern Nicaragua. And we're actually doing a homestay with a local Nicaraguan family. And we're learning Spanish uh, pretty much for four hours every day. Uh, we just finished a Spanish lesson, so my mind is actually uh, ready to explode because I've been speaking in Spanish for the last four hours. But uh, now I get to interview our guest today who uh, we can uh, luckily converse in English with. <laughs> and uh, as we're traveling, we love interviewing fellow travel bloggers, fellow adventurous mums and dads, and we have the adventure mom on the show herself. Uh, Our guest today is uh, Nidra, and she has an amazing website. It's called Adventure Mom Blog. Uh, So she travels around with the husband and two kids in the US and beyond. And uh, we're going to be finding out all about it herself, about her family, about her travels, about her travel blogging, and much, 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 much more. Uh, So Nidra's uh, over there in uh, beautiful Cincinnati area. And uh, tell us about how you're doing over there, Nidra, today.
1: We're doing good. Um, it's not very sunny here. I don't know if it's warm where you are, but we, uh, we've we had a lot of rain in our area, so we have some floods going on. But uh, we're hoping we got a little taste of spring weather the other day, so we're hoping it's going to kick back up to some higher temperatures.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, here in Nicaragua, I'm walking around with t-shirts and shorts uh, pretty much every day of the week. Uh, so it's super hot. It can get up to uh, almost like 30 degrees Celsius. So uh, pretty hot here, and uh, we're really enjoying uh, San uh, San Juan, where we are. is right along the beach, so we get these beautiful oceans right over the Pacific, uh, Pacific so really enjoying our time over here. Uh, so why do we get to know you a little bit better? Uh, I introduced you a little bit, but if you want to share a little bit more about yourself, Nidra.
1: Sure. So my um, website is all about adventures to try solo with friends, family, or on a date, and so I started my site back in November of 2011, just because um, as a mom, I still wanted to have fun and try new things. And um, I was kind of frustrated when I was searching for different people kind of like me. I didn't find a lot of sites that just kind of encouraged you to still try new things out of your comfort zone, even if you couldn't necessarily travel all over, but just to kind of take those steps to always be challenging yourself to try new experiences.
0: Awesome. Uh, So firstly, I'd love to hear about some of your family uh, adventures uh, in the U.S. And then uh, we can cover a little bit of the international as well. But uh, why don't we cover uh, your own country first?
1: Okay. So just some of the adventurous ones or?
0: Yeah, yeah. if you want to talk about some of your travels generally or even anything that stands out, anything you guys have done that's maybe a little bit out of the norm, uh, you know, uh, than the typical Disneyland trip. Sure.
1: We, last spring, we went to the Smoky Mountain region um, near Tennessee, so Gatlinburg area, Pigeon Forge, and we tried Zorbing for the first time. That was something that was on my bucket list for a while. So that was a fun adventure that we all tried Um, together. I did the first way down with two of my boys and then my husband did one separately. And uh, that was a pretty wild experience. So basically like being in a bubble rolling down a hill. So that was definitely unique.
0: I actually had a chance to do a Zorb as well. I did it in New Zealand. I think New Zealand is one of the birthplaces of all these adventure sports, <laughs> like uh, bungee jumping and skydiving. I did Zorbing, uh, parasailing. So, yeah, Zorbing super cool. I actually haven't had a chance to take my kids Zorbing yet. Uh, so looking forward uh, to take Zorbs. Their- down a hill a super super fun experience uh also maybe you can uh, share with share with us some of your international travels uh where have you guys gone in terms of countries or continents
1: okay so we do as a family we do a lot of um stateside stuff so we like my boys just went on their first cruise a few years ago we did we went to the dominican republic we did that with fathom um, which was a really great experience for them but they have not done as much international yet so i'm hoping to um my challenge that They're both involved in sports a lot. And so it's a little challenging to try to be able to get around some of the sports schedules, especially the older they get, like one of my sons is in high school. And so that's really limiting as far as your time away. So we try to make the most of like long weekends, uh, little quick getaways whenever we can.
0: Awesome. And uh, I mean, one of your focuses is the whole adventure side. So you're not just traveling generally, like uh, maybe most families, uh, they'll do road trips or they'll do uh, travel, stay in a hotel and, uh, you know, the t- typical touristy stuff. Uh, walk us through your uniqueness uh, in terms of adventure. I mean, you've mentioned Zorbing, but uh, tell us about some of the adventurous things you guys do.
1: OK, so we um, just a few weeks ago, we were up in Cleveland and we, they have a tobogganing track. So that was fun. We went to check that out. Um, we've done, like, the mountain coasters, we've done, you know, I think everybody's ziplined. There's a place in um, Louisville where you can zipline underground, so that's a little unique. Um, okay. Kind of a little bit different. Um, we're pretty much always, uh, we've tried the luge. You can do that in Muskegon, Michigan. So I've done the winter track, but then my kids have also done the summer wheel track. So that's something that's really fun that's a little bit different.
0: That's cool. That's cool. So under, underground uh, zip lining, uh, going, losing, uh, absorbing. Yeah, definitely some unique stuff. Uh, how do you actually find uh, these unique attractions? Uh, do you look at other bloggers or do you get recommendations for family or friends? Or are there some secret uh, ways that you're actually getting the info <laughs> and researching?
1: It's a little bit of everything. So once I hear about something really random and unique, I have tunnel vision. It's like I have to experience it and cross it off my list so um it could be something that i just see online or especially now with how facebook is with those quick little videos i'll see something and then i just save it and just add it to my list of something that i want to do soon so i'm always on the look or if someone tells me about it then i'm i'm definitely checking it out looking it up
0: <laughs> cool uh, are there any uh, major items that are really on your list in terms of adventure stuff you guys want to do as a family
1: um i think that We're pretty much open to anything, like one of my boys' favorite experiences that they did when we were, we went to um, some of the waterfalls in the Dominican Republic, and so you could jump the waterfalls and go through the natural water slides, and they love that. And when we were in Asheville, North Carolina um, last year, they loved that, too. We found some really amazing, you know, just natural water slides, and they had a blast, so I think they're pretty much open to just about anything.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, So, Nidra, I'd love to hear a little bit of the origin story of your blog. Uh, When did you start it up? And uh, tell us a little bit of the etymology and the origins.
1: Yeah, so I started it back in November of 2011, um, just because I wanted to still challenge myself to try new things, especially when my kids were a little bit younger and you kind of just get stuck in the routine. And so I felt like for me, just to do something new and challenge myself makes me feel a little bit more alive. And so... I kind of um, have just kind of continued on whenever I get an opportunity to try something that's out of my comfort zone. I just, I do it. So I've done all kinds of random things just to kind of push and challenge myself. So it's been a great ride. So it's led me, I've tried things like underwater hockey and fencing and um, just, you know, I'll try just about anything once just for the experience. And then I also love to meet people who are really passionate about those different subcultures. So people who are really into those hobbies and things. It's a great way to kind of get a sample or taste of what people really enjoy doing.
0: Awesome. Uh, So what are the major themes and topics that you cover on your blog?
1: (laughs) So I definitely talk about just adventures. So adventures to try solo with friends, family, or on a date. So it's just really just constantly encouraging people to get out of their comfort zone and try something new. It doesn't have to always be extreme. So it could be something as simple as just trying a different destination that you've never been to before, or even a different type of restaurant that you wouldn't normally go to. So it's just really just constantly challenging yourself to try a new experience that maybe you wouldn't normally do.
0: Awesome, awesome. And uh, one of your fortes, I guess, is uh, working with different tourism boards and uh, travel companies and uh, getting sponsorships. Tell us about how that works. Uh, I do that as well, but uh, for the sake of our listeners and viewers who don't uh, get sponsors yet, uh, tell us about your process.
1: Okay, so it's a little bit of a mix. So it could be, um, if there's something that really I found out about that maybe I wanna do, it might be where I would pitch a destination, but also I've had destinations approach me Um, I've had opportunities to do influencer trips. Um, Some of those have been more solo. So it just really kind of depends or different um, marketing like PR agencies I've worked with as well. So it's a variety of different kind of paths that have kind of created different opportunities.
0: Awesome. So uh, how do you actually go about uh, when you're actually seeking out opportunities yourself? uh, What do you do in terms of the emailing or looking at who to contact or? Tell us about uh, a little bit about how, how you initiate these conversations. Sure.
1: So usually I try to find the person that would be the, the point person that I would need to talk to. So whether it's looking up on their websites, finding out who, um, being able to kind of eliminate and figure out who I need to talk to. Um, as far as pitching goes, I want to really be able to provide value, Like, give them as much information up front, and then also show them what I'm willing to do in exchange for that. So that helps them you know, it's kind of to the point, but also lets them know that I'm not just wanting a free vacation because I think sometimes um, the way people pitch, it can kind of just sound like they just want a free trip for their family, but it's not that. It's a lot of work, especially if you do it well.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I think uh, the misconception amongst the travel logging industry is uh, people I just look Uh, you're doing the social media You're uh, your new clients uh, so tell us about uh, what what do you actually do in return are you doing uh, blog reviews are you doing videos are you doing social media tell us about how you actually contribute uh, to the companies you work with so
1: I do all of the above so I post while I'm at a destination I'll do post on Instagram Facebook Depending on kind of what I feel in the moment, I might do a Facebook Live as well while I'm at a destination. I'm also capturing B-roll footage that I can use for videos to be able to even do like a short kind of like intro video. Um, that goes a little bit quicker for Facebook to get more attention, creating um, blog post content. So pretty much all, and then of course, promoting it on all your social channels during and after.
0: Awesome, man. So you've been uh, blogging for over five years here, and uh, uh, obviously made your own share of mistakes and all. Uh, what advice would you give to someone who's maybe starting a travel blog for the first time? Here we are in like, you know, early 2018, and they want to be a travel blogger. What insights would you give to them?
1: Oh, okay. So in the beginning, I had no idea what I was doing. And I uploaded all of my pictures full resolution. <laughs> so my site, I mean, I didn't know that you needed to make your images smaller. Um, I think so many of the things like the techie part on the back end. So I feel like now there's so much more information available. There are so many more courses So taking advantage of what's out there, also making Pinterest your friend because of it being such a visual search engine and for doing travel, that's such a great opportunity. So I feel like people starting now have um, just so many more resources out there to really take advantage of and also the power of community. I know for, for me in the Cincinnati area, we have a really great local community of bloggers. They're all varied, but each one has expertise in different areas. And so we really lean on each other and share information as well. So it's been really helpful to kind of help us be able to continually grow.
0: Cool. So finding that uh, tribe, uh, you know, finding that localized community uh, so you can meet, I guess, uh, in person and, uh, you know, share tips and advice is a great, great, great um, suggestion. I think most of the major cities in U.S. and Canada have some kind of blogging network. I know in my hometown of Vancouver, BC, Canada, I was actually the founder of uh, YVR, Bloggers, which which stands for the airport court, Vancouver, Vancouver Bloggers, so uh, that's the community in Vancouver. There's one obviously in Cincinnati, and yeah, pretty much all the major cities. So just go on Facebook and you can pretty much find them. Um, So you've also built up a significant uh, and loyal tribe, your own community. I believe I read on your website, it's uh, over 100,000 social media followers. So that's pretty impressive, six figures in terms of the social media followers. How have you done it? What have you done? What's your secret?
1: Oh, Slow and steady, I guess. Um, so <laughs> it's it's one of those things where you pretty much try to continually put out good content. Um, and then also just focusing on the different platforms as they go, learning how to... Um, I use Manage Blitter for, with Twitter, so that's helped for growth. So being able to find people who had already maybe... Follow someone else who's similar. And so if they like their content, they might also like mine. So that's kind of been a a strategy that's worked well for me with Twitter. Um, I felt like with Pinterest, it's just grown organically. So it's been one of those that's even um, just as it's, I haven't done anything as far as really focusing a lot on following people or not. It's just kind of naturally growing on there. Um, Instagram. Um, Again, just finding people who already are similar to the type of content. So I love using Instagram as like a visual, um, like I love looking there to find ideas. And so I think finding other people who also create beautiful images. So um, I think it's just easy to find other people and to grow that way as well.
0: Awesome. So any tips for uh, people who want to grow their channel to a similar number than you, like the 100,000 or plus mark, Um, any strategies they can employ?
1: Um, I think just really focusing on whichever channel it is that you really want to grow, find as many um, articles, resources, and also talk to other people who do it well. so I think, you know, just finding again, people who are doing well in that area of noticing different things they're doing, spending time on those platforms that you really want to grow and then make sure that the content that you're putting out on those platforms is something that you're really proud of that people would want to engage with.
0: Cool, great, great suggestions there. Uh, and uh, Any tips for people who want to become a more adventurous oh, experience? Nice. Because I think a lot of parents have those fears uh, about what if the kids uh, fall and break something, uh, you know, the safety yeah. issues involved. Tell us about how, how have you overcome them uh, for yourself? Because obviously as a mom, you have those fears. As a dad, I have those fears. Uh, how do you overcome them uh, yourself?
1: I think it's just you continually challenge yourself as a family just to do take those opportunities to try something that's new to you. So even if it's maybe just breaking the routine for some people that is so safe. And so just taking opportunities to maybe not have an agenda, even for a day trip and just go somewhere new and just explore, just um, try things that are going to really challenge you and just mix things up a little bit is so good. And I think, I mean, when we drive in our cars, we have the potential to have risk. Right. So, I mean, everything can be a risk but there's also a great reward especially when you're out of your comfort zone so each time they're gonna your kids are gonna build more confidence that's probably one of the greatest things my kids have so much more confidence because they've tried so many crazy like my youngest one i want to say he was like four or five when he tried the trapeze for the first time so like they just you know so each time they're building more confidence to try the next thing so they're more and it helps them become more open-minded as well
0: and uh, do you have to look the w- other way when they're doing crazy stuff like jumping off waterfalls or doing kind of potentially dangerous things Do you pretty much close your eyes and hope that nothing uh, happens
1: well they did pretty well for that one but i think um and i'm honestly i'm kind of a wimp but i like controlled risk so i like <laughs> roller coasters but things that i know i could fall off of that would hurt Those things scare me. So like a motorcycle scares me, but I could go on a crazy extreme roller coaster because it has a safety bar in my mind, I feel safer.
0: Awesome, awesome. Great suggestions. And uh, one of the things we cover on the show is the whole area of monetizing your blog or making money online. Uh, Tell us about some of the ways that you've been able to monetize your blog over the years.
1: Yeah, I would say probably one of the big ones is just sponsored posts. So working with different agencies um, that reach out with different types of campaigns has been, you know, a great one for me. Also, um, being able to do like an influencer trip is a great, another great way that I've been able to, you know, earn income that way. Um, I have not done as I've Probably an area I want to work on more is even with affiliate marketing. I still have a lot to grow and learn to be able to continue to build on that. So that's an area I'm working on this year. It's really building that up more.
0: So uh, for those uh, listeners and viewers who want to do sponsored posts, um, and they've never ever done it. Uh, I've done uh, several of them myself. uh, But uh, tell us where would you suggest to start if you want to get a paid sponsored post?
1: Okay. So if someone were new to it, I would say first just by starting to put um, your name, apply to be in different um, agencies that have different opportunities. So there's lots of different companies where you can be able to submit all your social media stats, all those types of things. and then when they have opportunities, they have your information. But also, even if you get a press release sent to you or if you get, you know, you can always turn around and maybe look and create an opportunity. Or if you have a company that reaches out to you about doing a review or something like that, you can pitch back and offer them maybe some other different options. So just be creative, even looking at what comes in your inbox and turning that into an opportunity. I've been able to take some of those emails and turn those into income.
0: And what would you say is a good number of followers before you can start monetizing? People ask me this all, all the time as well. Okay. Like how many followers do I need? Or uh, how big does my uh, readership or network need to be? Uh, do you have any numbers there you would suggest?
1: I think it's just like, I mean, you got to start where you're at if you can and create value, you know? So I think the more, even when I was smaller, just creating value and helping the you know, even though you might be smaller, you might have a smaller tribe or really niche area that they, um, a brand might want access to. So just being able to do the work you can to the fullest, I, it's hard to say a number, but everyone has to start somewhere. And some of those different places, they'll, they'll tell you what the measures are that you have to have a certain amount to qualify to even be in some of those different pools. But I would just say, just start and try. Worst they can say is no.
0: Exactly. That's a great philosophy, a great philosophy. Uh, if you don't ask, you won't get, so you might as well ask. Awesome. Uh, and then uh, what would you say is a rough, uh, good starting point for a sponsor post? Uh, you know, if people are wanting to charge, you know, where do you start?
1: Oh, well, that's another hard one. Because I, I guess it depends on what um, – you have to value your time, but you also have to um, – know what you can offer in terms of what your social media, you know, if you don't have a very high or, you know, if you're just starting and you might have to take a lower amount, but then you can use that to continue to build on and also build up your portfolio to be able to use for the future. So it's not like you have to always keep it there just because you might have started at a lower amount. But I think a lot of that really kind of factors out to what numbers you have going into it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely hard when you uh, figure out those numbers. Like you charge it like 50 bucks uh, for a sponsor post, 100. Some bloggers are charging like 500 to 1,000 plus for a sponsor post. So, uh, yeah, it's very hard to figure out those numbers. And I think it also depends on uh, who you're working with, right? Because obviously if you're working with a major corporation, they have a huge budget. If you're working with a smaller entrepreneurial, small business, then have a much lower budget. But, uh, yeah, those numbers are hard to determine exactly. So I think, yeah, it's very much dependent on uh, yourself, your numbers, what you're offering, how much work you're involved, right? In terms of uh, the, uh, if you're doing unboxing videos, are you doing social media posts or Twitter parties? So, yeah, a lot of variables involved here. Uh, one of the things I noticed also on your site is uh, on the right side, you'll have a... Uh, walk us through a little bit of uh, what are those companies and uh, how are they involved with your website?
1: I, I didn't catch what you said. Sorry, the connection.
0: Oh, I was just asking about, for example, on your site, you have a couple of companies that uh, it says sponsored by, mm-hmm. uh, like Moms Web Hosting or Google Berry. Uh, tell us about how that works in terms of those sponsorships.
1: Yeah, so with different sponsorships, like some of them might even be a trade. Like I've worked with Moms Web for several years. So we've done more of a trade partnership. So that's another thing, too, especially if someone's starting out, looking at maybe offering different options for a trade where it's a win win for both parties. So um, and but I've also had sidebar ones where they pay a certain monthly amount or it'll be a certain contract for a period of time. So I think just knowing kind of what you want and what also um, how you want for the look of your site, just determining what to you is um, worth it to you.
0: Awesome, awesome. Uh, so in closing here, I'm curious, to you know, what's your vision for the future? Uh, Ned ray in terms of your blog, your family, your travels, uh, you know, pull out the crystal ball and tell us about what's uh, upcoming here in the, this year in 2018 and beyond.
1: I would say just continuing just to be able to grow not only as a business owner, but also be able to continue to be able to help my family experience more amazing adventures. So, I mean, being able to take our family and create more memories is definitely kind of the heart behind what I do and also encouraging other people to do it as well. So that's the best part, taking more people along the ride.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, any uh, major uh, countries or sightseeing attractions you want to see? Uh, any bucket list items?
1: Oh, I, I rec- pretty much everywhere is on my list. You know, if I have them, a- <laughs> it's on my list. So I'm pretty much open to I have always a running tab, but then if I hear of something else, I always add it to it as well. So I'm, I'm pretty much an open-ended list of wherever, anywhere I haven't been, I'm, I'm open.
0: Yes, yes. I think that's a famous travel quote. I haven't been everywhere, but it's on my list, uh, yeah. definitely uh, similar, similar, similar sentiments there. I want to go everywhere see everything, meet everyone. Right. So, Nidra, uh, you know, uh, if people wanted to connect with you, uh, you know, uh, pick your brain a little bit more than I was able to and maybe ask some follow up questions. Uh, How can they uh, connect with you on your blog, but also on your social media?
1: Sure. So they can connect with me on my blog. So AdventureMomBlog.com. They could also connect with me on Twitter at The Adventure Mom is my handle there. Um, Or they can email me there. I have an uh, about me and a contact so they can just email me through my site as well.
0: Awesome. I'll actually have those uh, links below, so you can uh, click right through and uh, follow Nidra and all of her amazing family adventures. And uh, you too can get inspired to uh, take your kids on a similar adventure to Nidra. So thanks again uh, for being on our show here today, and I look forward to connecting again.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: You're welcome. And uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode. Uh, make sure you connect with uh, Nidra on all of her adventures. Make sure you follow us along as well as we travel here in Central America. We're at daddyblogger.com. And thanks for tuning in to this episode for my Digital Nomad Mastery podcast and video cast where we teach you how to make money and how to travel the